This is the Forward Echo Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Snyder. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Week four of the Forward Echo Podcast. Super stoked. A lot of momentum this year. Just picking it up where we left off last week. Charging hard towards goals, ambitions, dreams, desires. Pouring into all buckets of life. Hope you're doing the same as always. Today's talking points. Today, what I want to talk about is actually something I recently posted on LinkedIn, so it might be a little redundant here, but... Um, It's a topic that I have been marinating in um, recently. Actually, earlier today, I was speaking with one of my uh, business partners, Gary Stone, Seafarer over at uh, Seafarer Insights. And uh, we were talking about the internal voices that you, so many of us are faced with as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as athletes, as hobbyists, whatever the case may be. You know, we all go through it, right? Um, and I want to talk a little bit about just kind of understanding and learning to engage with that internal voice and, and the emotional decision-making piece um, that is so crucial to living a life of intention. Um, so I think that this is applicable across you know, many buckets with personal growth, with business, you know, um, any hobbies you're into, just your core values, if that's family, your faith, your friends, your social circle, your mental health, your physical health. Uh, your spiritual health, you know, financial health, it's all, it's all relevant um, to just, you know, making sure you make effective streamlined decisions to set yourself up for success in all those areas. Um, so with that, the internal voice, you know, that uh, man, like that, that noise, I think what I, when I think of like my internal dialogue, one of the things that I always think about is I picture being in a room trying to get work done and there's just, you know, I'm surrounded by TVs, surround sound speaker and that sound that static sound when there's no channel pumping through the cable just that scratchy sound just being on blast like it is so nauseatingly loud it's distracting you can't focus right and i know for me the most prevalent times that i am greeted with that i'm greeted excuse me greeted with that internal dialogue that's telling me you know that i can't do it that i should quit now that this is too hard that i could just give it up and go take a part-time job like all that stuff you know that i'm not uh, strong enough to continue through this set, whatever that looks like. Uh, one of the most prevalent times that it shows up in my life is surfing, which I talked about a little bit last week. Um, and there's always going to be this this piece woven into what I do because it's a huge, as I mentioned last week, it's a huge piece of who I am. And it's just so uh, tra- transferable across everything I, I do in my life. So anyways, get carried away. But to the point being, you know, I think about, I think about, on days when it is so hard to paddle out, um, there are so many things working against you. You've got a really strong current. You've got a strong undertow. You've got big pumping waves. You've got wind. You're either cooked from the workout you did this morning. I'm cooked from the workout I did this morning. Um, while also trying to paddle out in something that would probably be most suited, uh, better suited, being fresh. And I can't tell you how many paddle outs I've had where it's taking me 20, 25 minutes to get out past the break. Um, and as I talked about in the last podcast, the break is you have different types of breaks. In this case, where we live, uh, it's a it's a beach break. So the whole beach, all the way, you know, along the coastline, it just breaks on the beach. And there's no sweet spot to paddle around. You just time it based on the intervals of waves that are coming in. And so in some of those instances where I have paddled for my life, you know, making what feels like zero progress. Uh, you kind of like are in this like zone of neutrality. You're not really 
going out past the waves, but you're also not, you know, getting pushed back to shore. You're just kind of stuck and you're just fucking paddling, paddling, taking waves on the head, duck diving, duck diving. And my voice always starts with, you know, super hyped up, amped up. Let's go. Let's get it. It's firing today. Good waves. You know, a couple minutes into it starts going, ah, I don't know. Is it, is it really worth paddling out today? I mean, is it really that big? A few more minutes go by. I'm like, fuck this man. You know, then the anger starts kicking in. It's just like, fuck you, mother nature. Oh man, I shouldn't cuss. I'm going to bleep this out. Uh, F you mother nature. Like you ain't got, you ain't got this on me. I can get through this. I got you. And then it starts getting, you know, panicky, pissed off. Like I'm not good enough for this. I'm too out of shape. I need to do hard. I need to try harder in the gym. I need to work on eating more. I need to do more paddling tech. I need to improve my paddling technique. I shouldn't have gone out today. This is a bad idea. I'm in way over my head. Like all of that just starts uh, the the filter that I had is just gone. And so all that garbage is just, you know, I'm consuming it all. And then of course I push past that till the point, you know, I start, I start seeing myself meet these phase lines or, or making progress, getting closer and closer to where the waves are breaking till finally I get out past it. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And then the voice changes too. I knew I could do it this whole time. And I just think it's so interesting because that's something that carries true across, you know, my, my whole you know, my whole life. Um, and I think what's really important is learning how to engage with those voices, you know, instead of fighting them. Um, you know, usually if I hear voices like that, some of them are just rooted in straight up fear and other voices or dialogue is rooted in what I like to label them as they're, they're indicators, indicators of, of maybe where I could be better improving myself. Um, you know, one of the things that for me, it's been a personal struggle and something that I've worked so diligently hard at, you know, since I got sober was, you know, personal romantic relationships, um, and learning to work through some of my, excuse me, I just ate dinner and, uh, it's not sitting too well, but, uh, working through some of my deficiencies or shortcomings in relationships where I fall short and, um, so what I've learned, like with, with the piece of looking at this as, uh, you know, your emotional intelligence of being aware of your emotions, being aware of what the voices in your head are telling you, instead of trying to fight them, right? If you're feeling threatened, if I'm feeling, um, you know, angry, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling worried, scared, I have to check myself and it's not a perfect process, but it is so crucial to learn to pause and sit with those emotions um, to understand their purpose. What message is this emotion trying to tell me? Is it rooted in fact or is it rooted in a perceived threat and ideation? Something that I've just, that maybe I experienced earlier on in life or maybe that I experienced yesterday or maybe fear of the future, something that I'll experience. And then I have to discern that between the truth and what's not truth. And I think that's just such great data. I think what I've learned to do is is look at my emotions as data and it's hard. And you know why it's hard? I know you know why it's hard because when you are in your emotions, when you were listening to that dialogue, you are in an emotional state of mind. And when you are emotionally wound up or activated, it becomes very difficult to make effective decisions. In the case of surfing, you know, maybe I've had really hard instances where I wanted to quit, not recognizing, you know, that, hey, I know I'm really angry right now because it's taking a long time and we've paddled out in conditions like this before. 
and maybe we're a little bit tired from the gym workout we had and we're still capable of doing this, you know, in the relationships of, of fear of, of loss or our fear of, you know, uh, jealousy, something that I struggle with and continually have to work on, on a, on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, is understanding like, Hey, like, is what I'm perceiving to be jealous of real, or am I making this up in my head? Is this something that I've done in the past that I'm projecting onto others? Um, you know, it's just, it's good data to understand where you're at. It's good data to understand where you can work or what you can work on to really dial in your emotional react, uh, your emotional responses rather than being reactive. You work on being responsive. Um, you know, in our lizard brain, our, our, our mind is naturally, as I'm sure many of you have heard is, is wired to feel first and to think later, right? We, you know, our ancestors, very old ancestors at one point in time, had their their mere existence of fear was rooted in shelter, food, and the threat of a saber-toothed tiger ripping their legs off, right? And that hasn't changed. That is still very much present. What's changed is the evolution of the environment in which we live in, but the evolution of the mind is still very much the same. And so learning to sit through those emotions that fire through your amygdala and then Processing that to your prefrontal cortex where you actually make your logical and rational decision-making is so crucial. Um, I'm sure many of us, you know, I'm guilty of, of making so many decisions, you know, um, in an emotional state of mind. And it could be anything from buying something you thought you really wanted because you're like, oh, man, that that $9,000 lift on the truck looks awesome. I'm going to get it. And then realizing, oh, putting $9,000 on your credit card probably wasn't a good idea. That was a mistake in high school. If you're in high school, don't get a credit card. Um, unless you're truly financially, you know, there, but I, that conversation for another day, but, um, you know, or, or even thinking, you know, um, in the instance of, of the physical evolutions of putting myself through and, and surfing, it's, you know, I could, I've quit a couple of times on myself when I just didn't, uh, make myself aware of what I was doing wrong. You know, what I could have improved on, which is my, my, my stroke time, uh, you know, my paddling technique, when I was timing going out on the waves or even in a relationship, you know, walking away or, or, or starting arguments without really considering, hold on, what is it that I need in this moment? What do I feel like I'm not getting and how do I ask for that? Because usually when, you know, at least for, for anger, for instance, that is something that we fear something or someone we love is going to be harmed. And that could be ourself or the person that we, we care about. And so learning to sit with that and, and allowing it to be an indicator for, um, you know, something that you might need is so crucial to making effective decisions. Um, you know, I, I think like when it, when it comes to this type of work, this is lifelong. There is no point in time that I believe that you just reach a finish line and you say, cool, I'm done. Check the box. I don't need to work on this anymore. I think it's like any other muscle in our body. You know, when you take time off from working out your cardio, your endurance, your strength, your power, you lose that. And that is no different than your uh, emotions, than, than your emotional intelligence. You have to constantly pour into your brain. You have to constantly work on being aware of what it is you're feeling and working through that problem set. Now, some of you might think, you know, well, how am I supposed to, I don't have time. 
given the scenario that I'm in. I don't have time to just pause and sit and think about my emotions. And in that regard, that's where compartmentalization comes in. And now I use that word very carefully because sometimes we can compartmentalize things and never revisit them later. And that's when you start stuffing stuff into a cabinet, stuffing stuff into drawers, and you don't get it in check. And next thing you know, the whole cabinet blows open and now all your emotional stuff's everywhere that you never sorted through. So I believe there's a time that you you compartmentalize and then you circle back on that to process that later. That could be a day, it could be an hour, it could be a week. But I think that's something that's very crucial to understand when it comes to emotional decision making. I think the the influx of that is that, you know, as you get more familiar, confident, equipped with understanding uh, emotional regulation, that's going to enable you to make faster, more effective decisions. And as you guys all know, you know, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So we start out slow, we look at our emotions. Um, and the more we get familiar with that process and get to know ourselves better, the more equipped we are to make more effective decisions. And that's going to carry into all our areas of life, right? If we want to be successful as, as um, you know, a, a partner to whether it's your girlfriend, your boyfriend, if you want to be successful as a son, a daughter, a brother, a sister, a friend, we have to strive to be aware of our relationships. And that happens by being very, very, very dialed in on the relationship with ourself. Um, you know, success for me, I, it, it is what, I, when I was growing up, I thought it was all about, you know, the shiny objects, the car you drove, the house you had, the money in your bank account. And as I've come to know in my own personal journey, come to learn about myself, I believe it's about having healthy relationships. Healthy relationships with yourself, healthy relationships as the aforementioned relationships I said is in your family setting and your partner setting, you know, your business partners. Um, these having like the ability to have these convicted, conviction aligned decision, conviction aligned decisions due to the confidence that we have in ourselves is going, at least for me, makes me feel like that is the pinnacle of success. I, I could have all the shiniest stuff in the world. And if I don't have anyone in my life worth keeping that builds me up, that instills confidence, that supports me, what's the point of having any of that stuff? You know, I will pick my team, my friends, my girlfriend, my family over everything else 100% of the time every day if someone said, gave me the choice to decide what success looked like for me. And that's what I decide every day. Um, I make an effort to, to be intentional about that. And, you know, that's something that's, I think isn't, it's not easy. Not, I think like, I know it's not easy. Um, you know, there's so much discomfort that comes with that. It's learning to tolerate the discomfort and, and remaining true to your core beliefs and desires in life. And I think when you have that conviction about what it is you want in life, what you want success to look like for yourself it makes tolerating this, you know, internal battle, it, it allows you to embrace it a little bit more. It allows you to look at this as an opportunity to work with something rather than against it. Um, you know, this, there's this old adage I heard a long time ago, and it was what we resist persists. So the more we resist anxiety, the more we resist fear, the more we resist anger, the more it's going to persist because it's not getting checked and, you know, learning to fall in love with that process with that eternal battle within 
is going to be the difference in you living a life worth living and living a life of misery. Um, you know, this is a process. This is a lifelong process. Self-awareness is key, fundamentally key to growth, to self-growth, to growth within your pursuit, your passions, your relationships. Um, I know it's probably sounding a little redundant, but it's just, it's so crucial, I think, to drive that point forward. You know, um, I'd love to, I think the challenge with this, with this podcast is, you know, this, we've got 20 minutes to discuss this and unpack this, and there's so much more that could be unpacked. So I'm looking forward to, you know, later on in our segments, when we start bringing on guests, um, and, and, you know, embarking on some longer interviews to really getting down into the granular pieces of, of all this and revisiting some of these topics. Cause at the end of the day, you know, I want to. I really want to illustrate the process of how much it's helped me. And, and I hope for anyone out there, you know, what you're, what you're going through, I, I remind you that you're doing everything you need to do. And if you're not, well, then right now in this moment, you can decide to do that. Um, so, you know, just one thing to kind of wrap this up in terms of a process that has helped me fundamentally with just at a basic level is, is, a, is a tactic called, you know, pausing, reflecting and proceeding or, or using something called the, the stop skill, which is S, stop what you're doing, T, take a look, O, observe what's going on, P, proceed mindfully. That has been so crucial. Many of you probably heard that, you know, count to 10. If you're really angry, count to 1,000. It gives you just enough time to pause, right? And what are we trying to do? As mentioned earlier, trying to allow the thoughts here in the amygdala get to our prefrontal cortex where we can make logical-based decisions. And sometimes just stopping with where you're at emotionally reacting and allowing yourself to feel that gives you just enough time to process what's going on. Like I said, you're not going to get it perfect, but damn, that's the, that's the hallmark of effective decision-making and it's going to take time. But the more we practice, the more we dial it in, the more effective we get. Um, you know, so to wrap this podcast up, um, I think emotions you know, understanding emotions and aligning emotions with your truth are the key to success, fundamental key to success. Uh, I would love to hear what some of you do on a daily basis. You know, what maybe techniques or strategies that do you have that work for you to keep yourself in check, to, to improve and grow in your emotional intelligence, um, what do your internal voices and dialogue sound like? And how do you, how have you learned to work through that? And also love to hear about some of your, your, your challenging times and your, your triumphs. You know, what was a, what was a milestone you remember where you just absolutely were overtaken and what was the flip side of that? You know, where you learned how to navigate challenges of that depth of that difficulty to get yourself to where you're at today. And what work do you still have to, still has to be done? Um, in terms of getting to where you want to go. So with that, guys, I just want to thank you for another awesome week, week four, baby. Uh, we're going to keep it going here. Got a lot of great topics to cover and unpack. Looking forward to your guys' feedback, your comments. Uh, comments. And again, as always, feel free to DM us and let me know any questions, concerns, or topics that you would like to have discussed. On that note, we are out. <laughs>